Are you here? Yeah, I wanted to see how long it would take for you to talk. <laughs> just didn't want to speak to me there. No, I was wanting to see how long it would take. Like, if I was just going to stay quiet. Look, my nan taught me that. It's like she won't talk on the phone until the first person talks. So she'll just go silent and the person doesn't know what to do. Right, okay. Um, but we're back. An unscheduled appearance. We just decided to come on tonight and do some shit chat. That's how it's done. Two midnight. I've got something I... fun to start us off with, though, that's going to reveal right. weirdness straight away. So, what you, you know this, but, but nobody else knows this. One of my frequent hobbies is when I'm in the supermarket to find shopping lists that people have discarded and bring them home. I you muted yourself, them. eh? Yeah, you I did. You muted yourself. Right, well, on my shopping list, I've got one here that I found today that I've not went over with you yet. I've kept for this. And what I like right. today is to read what the people have put, as you know, and try and come to a conclusion of what kind of people they are, what they're going to be having for their tea tonight. So this one is good. This is good. What does that say? What does that say? Does it say Christmas? So there's two two sides to this list that I found in Tesco today. Um, Korma sauce. I think it says Christmas at the top of the list. Karma sauce. Korma sauce. Turkey gravy, double cream, elm lee, carrots. Is that interesting? Selection of cheese, oat cakes, savoury nibbles, bottle of fizz, iron brew, desserts times two. So I think they're having some sort of party because there's champagne there, there's nibbles there. Makes me question if they're sticking to social distancing. But they've got a, a other side of it. it says usual shopping at the top. So sugar times two, these people have got. That's no diabetes in the future. Yeah. And something that I appreciate, they put bacon and pancetta, because I would say that most you know, people would say that if you're having a dish that says put pancetta and these Brussels sprouts, they'd be like, nah, bacon, bacon will be fine. But they've specified both. Um, onions, yeah, onions, bleach, fairy liquid, butter. What's that say? Coral cereal? I don't know. Oh, or maybe Connor. Connor cereal. Can I ask a question also? This usually gives it away for me. What kind yeah. of paper is it on? It's just on an A4 um, line paper that ripped from a notebook and it's folded in half. Lemonade times six, Diet Coke, Diet Coke times four, eggs, kitchen roll, onion rings, buscapan, so they know fine well how this night's going to go. Frozen pizza times three. I think it might be saying Connor. It says Connor shower gel, Lucasade, green tea, collect prescription, it also says. So I'm guessing that these people are a family with a teenager called Connor that needs shower gel and deodorant. And I think they're having a night in tonight because they've put booze on here, they've put nibbles on here and buscapan. It might be a birthday or they're watching the telly. It is Saturday night and that brings Saturday night television. But in these times, days have lost all meaning to me. The only thing that keeps me going is either wrestling pay-per-views and right now is WandaVision. I know WandaVision's on on a Friday and that's how I I get my week. Mm Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have a fucking clue. College also. But this is just an, probably an unusual episode of Mouse of the Clyde. We're still going to put it up on my podcast bit, but it's not going to be news as such today. It's just going to be weird shit chat. You're not going to get anything useful from this because what we have found, that probably most people know about, is an app called Whisper. And on that, you can put on secrets anonymously and so we can see secrets of people all over the world, but we can narrow it down to the secrets of the people in Inverclyde or in Glasgow or wherever we want. So tonight, we're going to expose people's secrets. Are you going to go people's secrets at Greenock? Oh. 
Oh God, what is this? You want me to click it? I'm always terrified of audience contributions, but go for you. Who out of you two would have the weirder shopping list? <gasps> Do you know who that is? That is I know that voice. The sexiest voice in broadcasting. That is Chris Roger. Who See, would have the weirder shopping list? For sure you. It depends. Like, I've got a standard shopping list. It depends. Like, like, give me your shopping list then. Right, what day are we talking? Are we just saying, like, like if I was night, going tomorrow? Like, like, a night, a Saturday night, what would you have got in Tesco night if you were in? I probably would have got my bag of cheese. I do love mm. that bag of cheese. Well, I've got like a variety bag of cheese that I get six and I share them with the dog. Oh, I would probably go for some cherry coke. I go check magazines because I'm an old man. I like a good magazine. By a good magazine, you mean fucking National Enquirer or The Digger? It's not a good magazine. Or Doctor Who Monthly, but I don't like the idea that it's nine ninety nine. But mm-hmm. shopping, like, I usually go like, if I'm going if you're away on holiday or something, and I have to cook for myself. It's just all pot noodles. Yeah, pot noodles like, I'll, entirely. I'll, yeah. Like when we were to... in New York, what did you get? We're New York, New York. What three, four years ago or something? What did you eat when we were gone for the four or five days? Oh, I bought a box of coconut noodles from Home Bargains. And my oh, sister moved God. in because I can't live myself. And we ordered pizza, played video games, and ate pot noodles and stuff. I think I went to my nan's a couple of nights. I, I'm not. Well, the the funny thing is that pre Jamaica Street, I was the cook in my house, and like I would have three square meals made, three square meals a day. And now I, uh, I, we don't do that. So it's like we cook once a day. Like if we cook a lunch, we're like you can just have bagels or snacks for this a day. I'm not cooking more than once. I think uh, I would like have a, a boring shopping list because I do the shopping so frequently. I would just get things that are are just normal. Like pretty much every time I go to Tesco, I'll come up with a pair of pajamas though, because I love for a comfy outfit. I I get I get always brought in like seeing that bit where it's like new stuff or something like that, and I'm like look. It's covered in caramel. Like, yeah. But, like, on the, like, shopping and stuff like that, I've got this weird thing where I'll go through, like, cyclical phases of being absolutely obsessed with something, as in that's all I'll eat is this one thing for, like, six to eight weeks at a time, and then I'll never eat it again. Right now, what are you What are you eating? I don't I am snowballs. I'm eating snowballs just now. Because I didn't know they were vegetarian before, and they weren't all for an hour the other day. And so I bought a whole bunch of snowballs and turns out they're vegetarian, so I've been eating tons of them. There's multiple wrappers next to my bed right now. And I've got a tiny pinch bowl because see snowballs, the amount of coconut, the desiccated coconut, I'm talking about the Tunnocks ones, not like the cakes, like the wee chocolate covered ones, the amount of desiccated coconut that falls off of that, I've literally got an entire bowl that's like a quarter full of the flakes that have just fallen off these snowballs. It just looks like a pinch bowl of coke then sitting beside your bed. I'm not as exciting as that, it's a bit chunky actually. If I had coke like that, I'd be suspicious. Mm. But I do. Well, I'm trying to think. I thought the the popcorn was a thing right now, was it not? <gasps> I but see, we're in my bath tonight. I took the last of the popcorn, so I've been addicted to this thing. You know, the company Joe and Seth that does popcorn and stuff. They've got one called Popcorn Bites, and it's like raspberry popcorn, but it's sort of half submerged in a wee white chocolate half moon thing. I ordered twelve bags of it, which arrived on Monday, just gone. And I took the last bag of it in the bath with me tonight. So, it was gone. There were, like, can, we've not spoken about this, right? There were a couple of weeks ago that you did a, 
you did an Amazon shopping on my bank card, and we only knew. But I was half asleep. I I had no awareness of that. Do you want to to read read that list out of what you bought, which is the weirdest list ever? Right, there were two big bags of pancake formula. Formula is that the right word? I all up ten kilograms of pancake mix. Right. There were two unfrosted back unfrosted boxes of pop tarts, which are vegetarian. Because the frost, which... aye, the frosted ones are not vegetarian, so I had to get the unfrosted. Which again, I just finished the last pack of tonight, so they're gone. See, the weird thing about that is right that the frosting is vegetarian is not vegetarian, but the jelly oh. inside is. Aye, and it's just to make the icing shiny, which is so fucking annoying. Oh, I'm trying to remember there are two other things. Because there was a nice thing that you bought me. Uh, you bought me a, a Tiki's delivery service diary to keep yeah, my bag. Is, yeah. And you bought, was it 500? No, 250. 250. Or 260 or something. 260 what, Ash? 260 fortune cookies. Yeah, we've got a full box of fortune cookies that we have one with every meal now. We should hand them to the Scottish Government. They can hand them to the polling, pl- polling places. That would work. So we've got that. That was a good shopping list because you didn't know you bought it. No, I didn't, no. Oh, I bought um, two two um, bottles of organic vegan Worcester sauce in that order. Oh, that... I just checked my Amazon. That was that. I love that stuff. That's... It's actually two hundred and seventy-five Silk Road branded fortune cookies, which I could in theory return it. Says I'm able to return them until the 9th of March. I think we've used about ten, twelve. Do you want to tell what else is on my Amazon fucking list, by the way, that you ordered on, you requested on that week? The massive industrial tub of 1,000 wipes. Oh, yeah. Well, I've now, well, I enjoy cleaning sometimes. And I don't like a cloth with a spray gun. I like industrial, industrial cloth, like, wipes. And I've just bought a bucket, like an actual bucket they would use to clean a crime scene for the house and I now use that to clean everything. They're non-biogradable, which I'm not cool with because they don't flush. They, they jam the toilet and I have to tell, say it's someone else that's done it not me. Mm. But uh, it was a dog, it was Max. But, I've just uh, looked back on my Amazon and see that five kilogram bag of, of the pancake mix that we buy. I've now bought four this year and we're only at the end of February. That's how much pancakes we eat in this house. You, how many pancakes you could probably count in one hand? How many pancakes you've had? I know I I, do, I cook them to de-stress myself, but I don't really eat much of them. I cook them overnight because you and Bracey like them like sort of like cold the next day. And I know because Bracey doesn't eat breakfast, but if I make a plate of pancakes, he'll definitely grab one of them before he goes and walks Max to eat something. Because I like them, I like them hot, and I know when when Marley was staying here, he used to flip them straight into his mouth, which was odd. Yeah. Do you know what I've got an order of that I've done as well? It's an exciting one where they got our vouchers for Christmas. You get wee Christmas presents from people for Amazon. So we and Bracey pulled together our resources and we bought a whole bunch of games for our Nintendo Switch. That's... So what games did you get? So the ones we got from Amazon was Human Fall Flat, which I don't actually even think I've ever played, ever. Roller Coaster Tycoon, which is fucking ace. I absolutely love that. It's very addictive. It's very good. I got a story of Seasons, Friends of Mineral Town, because I thought 
it was going to be a good game, if I was going to enjoy it by the way reviews, because like we like what my husband calls silly platform games that will get me nowhere in life. Um, and but it was rubbish, so I gave it my cousin Scarlet. We got um Legend of Zelda: Link's Awakening. That was for Bracey, and I got Two Point Hospital, which is so so good. That and the roller coaster one, I just find so addictive. Like I could sit and play for hours at a time. But on that like same time, we'd ordered them one from Amazon, but we had ordered a whole bunch that we downloaded from the Nintendo shop on the actual Switch, like that was on offers and stuff. And Bracey, as you know, has got this super weird list on his phone that he like tracks where the games are at their cheapest across all websites and all places. So he ordered some from Depop and some from all over the place because he's a bit OCD with his games. It did Can I just say as well, I talked there and it seems like I was rambling for a long time, but as some of you know, me and Will live in the same house and I heard surreptitious movements in the hallway, so I'm guessing that you just put everyone on mute and went for a pee just now. I did, yeah. yeah. I did and I covered decide. for you, so I wasn't trying to ramble, I was trying to cover for you. Yeah, you didn't want to hear me pee, that would have got pulled. See, yeah. the thing is, to pump through after midnight, I've decided to drink a giant white monster. The so the energy ultra, which is the mm-hmm. best of the monsters, it's got a lotus taste. So that's why I tried to ask you like a totally open question, so you would like a closed question that you would have <clears> to answer that I could jump in and take a whiz. And see, and I you heard did. you doing it, and I decided to talk for longer than I normally would. I decided to go on and on at length. Tell you the business. You could have just like caught me. Went, oh, what did you get? Then I would have to try to. Talk I was going and, to, but I, I didn't know what I said. And at the same that, time, because that's horrible. You'd have had to cut it. See, looking on Amazon at these various like accoutrements that you can get to add to your, I don't want to say its name because it's sitting next to me, but you know the wee round disc like device that you can get that will play music and do things that Amazon sells. Yeah. The little virtual helper thing. There's various wee accoutrements that come with her, such as like the ring doorbell and stuff. Would you ever get any of these things? I've got the light. I well, the, the bulb the, is awesome. Bulbs. But I don't know what, because there's indoor cameras, there's like the doorbell ones, there's Wi-Fi routers, there's like the light bulbs and stuff. There's so many things that will control you. Like, Amazon ended up going to control your entire house at one point. There's a Simpsons episode about that, but I've watched too much sci-fi. Like, I, I would I would dig a hole, live in a cave or something after that sort of thing. You know how I feel about robots. Yeah, like my husband Every- even like the fact that we've got one of those devices in our bedroom, like things that's listening to other things, like, he doesn't trust it. I love it. Like some of us, like, cause I just go in and ask it to play radio too, and I ask it questions. There's times that, like, even though we're in the same house, that you'll call me through the different ones that we've got in the house, and we'll have a conversation over them. I'll do it in the kitchen because there are many a time that I've flung out something that you wanted to eat. So now that I call you before I throw anything out, and I just ask because it saves you from walking in going keep keep keep, mm-hmm. and it works out. I do it. Because a couple of days ago, I threw out some grapes and you weren't happy about that. Strawberries. strawberries. I gave like one or two strawberries to the guinea pigs and I went to get my share of strawberries from my dessert and they were gone. Because it either happens like that or it sits for days because I'm too frightened to throw it out. See, speaking of sitting for days, I baked a cake about a month ago that is still in our fridge. That's going to be solid. That's disgusting. Like We are pig people. I'll be honest, I know Bryce would say the same thing. We're frightened to throw it out. Just throw it out. Like, I make these things, you know I don't eat that much. Like My drag from Angela makes me like, I don't much an appetite. I make these things so that you used to fucking idiots will eat it. If you're not going to eat it, throw it away. 
then you say that thing that my mum says, well, I'll never cook cook for you again. That's it, and I feel guilty. How many times have you looked? I'm in my thirties, let's say, and if I go for a meal with my mum, almost forty, and I, almost forty, let's say, yeah, and and I leave like four chips, and he's like, "You wasting that, William? What you doing? I'm never taking you for something else again." And like we did it with my nan, if you remember, when we went for we we made a joke. Shelby like bought my nan, uh, what are those fishy things that aren't fishy? Scampy. I can't remember scampy. And my nan left too, and I turned round as a joke and went. Oh, you're not going to finish that? She'll be paid for that, man. And my nan put them one in her mouth and put one in a bag. Like, I'd not put that. it in her like, bag. She could have made herself sick just because she was, like, so determined to prove you wrong. But, like, if I can use this as a very smooth segue, talking about, like, smart home devices, to thank our sponsor, the Clyde Baller Company, for sponsoring this episode and sponsoring Mouth of the Clyde, which we appreciate. It's important to support local business and support our friends and neighbours keep their doors open during the pandemic. And they are lovely people. We love them a lot. They're opening a new showroom now over at Orangefield, near where the Undertaker place is. We should really get a street address rather than just likening them to the Undertaker place. What is it called? It's it's near the Orangefield Cafe. Bryce, what is the street called that the Orangefield Cafe is on? He doesn't know. Bryce usually knows streets. Um, it's called Whiteside is where the, the sim hold on. Whiteside Memorial's green up, right? It's where everything you don't know where it is anyway. Um, industrial, no, that's Jim Throck, but that's not, have they moved? Are you sending people to the wrong place? No. You know what it is anyway. Where Orangeville Cafe is, where you get the ice cream and stuff like that, there's a, an undertaker looking thing. Not an undertaker. Where they make the headstones over there is where Emberclyde Boiler Company is. Anyway, you can see the Emberclyde Boiler Company on Instagram at the Emberclyde Boiler Company. We underscore and they can both. We link them on Mouth of the Clyde all the time. You can go in and find them there. Shane, who runs it, is a lovely person and has assured us that when the showroom opens, there will be tea and biscuits. So we'll all go and visit. But thank you so much to them for sponsoring us again. And can I link to that also? Like, yep. When, before there were before there were video games and stuff like that. Or when there were video games like when kids actually played out went out to play, right beside there there are real tunnel goes down to the down to the water named not trying to be racist, this was the name of it back in the day, and I think if you ask anyone around my age they'll call it the same thing. It was called the double darky. There was a single darky, then there was a double darky which went from the cemetery all the way down. And if I asked you now, Ash, to walk, because I looked it up, 710 metres in pitch black, and you have to walk on, like, railway slabs, would you do it? No, I would be absolutely shitting myself. Oh, there were rats. You felt things running over your feet all the time when you were doing it. Absolutely and, fucking not. And there were, and there were many people, yeah. and people were saying they're like, oh, either bodies in there. That's what some of the smell is and stuff. And Jesus we were like thirteen, Christ. and we would just be walking through it as long as we were home for nine o'clock at night. My mum didn't give a fuck. Well, we went through that. I took Andrew so, through like, when he was twelve. Why would you do? Was it for like were you dared to do that, or would you just walk through that like regularly as fun? It was almost as a, a like a passage because you can go the other way that takes you up the stone and there's a single darky which is up near uh, Dunfrocker, and that takes you out where the where the bridge is, like if you were so is it just going up to not there. like train tunnels, what is it? All right, would you like me to tell you, because I looked it up. It's yeah, the Prince's Pure Line. Um, let me stop where it goes, because it goes on about how the biggest city in Glasgow um, disused tunnels. But do you know Greenock has the longest uh, tunnel in Scotland? 
No. It blows Scotland's longest railway tunnel in Newton Street over a mile long without any intermediate intergoing stations. Yeah. Yep. Most of Greenock's abandoned tunnels are on one line, the Princess Pier line. Uh, originally from 1886, the double track railway connected from passengers from the steamer on the Clyde all the way to Glasgow. Oh, the double track uh, really single large freight down to the boat completed. Uh, complete closure came in 1991, and the nature now over 25 years of derelict means over that. Closed the main line at Cartsburn, the fine archive. I'm just trying to see anything interesting about it. But because uh, I've walked it a couple of times, they are too short. They're hundreds. 100 yards each little tunnels but then the near Ann Street and Trafalgar Street there's a 420 one that's the one I've walked then there's a big giant one I can actually if you want to put it up I'll send I don't know if I sent you this earlier but I'll send you it and if you want to put it up on yeah we can put it on Mouth of the Clyde Instagram you can go in there and, and see a picture of what we put it on since we're talking about Weird Greenock stuff we have to talk about the OG Weird Greenock thing Catman have we, you had seen a request, Catman? we had a request for this on Instagram to talk about this. We were saying we were going to talk about weird Greenock myths and urban legends, and Catman is the absolute OG. I have never seen him. Have you? I've walked through there hundreds of times, and I've been wanting to see him. I've heard stories about him. Wait, so I've we heard... should explain it. We should explain it for people who don't know. So if you go online, it will tell you that in Greenock, there's a legend of the Catman. It's basically this man that crawls about, he's got a sort of blue fleecy jumper on, but his face and head is entirely covered in black tar. He supposedly lives the life of a cat that he, like, goes through all the sort of, like, passageways and stuff, all the lanes and stuff, and there's pictures of him online eating rats and stuff, and you'll see, like, teenagers went up to him, because apparently he'll eat and drink anything at all that you give him, because there's, like, varying things. Some people say that he was, like, a Russian sailor that came off the boat back in the day, like, back in the 70s or something like that. Um, and was sort of abandoned in Greenock and he doesn't speak the language and stuff so he kind of communicate some say that he was in a mental institution and he sort of struggles with mental health issues and stuff like that and so that's why he's out but I think there was a story I had read online that, that social work had actually taken him in at one point and, and put him into Ravenscraig like the mental facility here and he had escaped and whatever because that's what he likes apparently Just whether it's a true thing or not it's unclear but there's a lot of pictures of this guy circulating the internet he doesn't speak, he just lies on the ground and stuff all covered in black tar with rats hanging out his mouth but I have never never seen it and I, I wouldn't go look for him because I think it's one of these things it's like a sort of tragedy porn thing because either he is like somebody that's mentally ill and, and needs a bit of help and assistance or like either way it's not good it's a, a man an elderly man lying filthy eating rats it's not good like I've heard it since primary school like I've heard this story about him since I was a wee boy and there were people like we went up looking like when we were like 15, 16, up in Scots- Scottston Lane, I think it is, or Scotsman's Lane. It was like just up from where the old tattooist is. Like, we, I think we've actually walked through it. It was just up from Brown Skull. I over where the Sea Cadets is. Right, exactly where the Sea Cadets is. Uh, it's over there that he's supposed to live, but that's the, the sort of OG myth of Greenock, is this cat man. And I've also looked up Greenock's most haunted buildings. Oh, what are they? Right, Ravens Creek Hospital was was the OG of this. Like people have seen hundreds of things. My used to work in there. My granny was the administrator in the Ravens Creek Hospital, and she did say to me like, there's been weird occurrences and stuff in there. So I, I believe that one. 
and and I think my mother-in-law done that um like a because she was at like a psychiatric nurse so she done like some work in there I think it was still open when she qualified and stuff and she says to me as like a creepy place and there's whole, whole bits of the building that are shut off and stuff but it's really like a creepy building I'll need to ask about it and we'll talk about this again if you see the place looked like something from Resident Evil it was founded in 1876 and it, it was just a big creepy old house on that note I did go to I read clinic. back in the history of that you know if, if you're interested in hearing that yeah can I mention so, my silly silly I'm thing so, first I go for it and I, I go for it and I'll tell you I seen Tiger Tim's Roadshow from Clyde One there in the nineties. And go well, creepy. Like inside that? It was on the ground. It was on the ground. It was like a big radio thing, like there was a bus and there were like bands in like a fair and stuff. I, I don't know. I don't know why it was in the grounds of a fucking mental institute. But welcome to Greenup. That's crazy. But like I, the Ravenscroft Hospital, um, I brought a start up on it here because I'd read it a wee while ago because I do my family history on that Scotland people thing. It's a cool wee thing a day. I like looking up all that sort of stuff. But the Ravenscroft Hospital in Greenock, um, it was built in eighteen seventy six and it was originally built as a poorhouse and asylum. And you can look up the records out because there's like census records and stuff taken. You know, obviously as the, the census are done and stuff over the years, um, and people that are in there are still registered on the census like various reasons why they were in there and some people were in really others like some people get serious mental health issues and stuff and they were in there for those reasons but some people just were in debt or couldn't afford to feed their family and stuff and so they were sent there to that same place like some really sad stories that i read about it and stuff but um like it was called the smithston back in the day when I mean, it was the sort of poor house and asylum they called it and they called it a lunatic asylum back in the day um, it said it was not the first institution of its kind in Greenock. In 1831, Fancy Farm in Brickett Road was leased to the parochial authorities as a lunatic asylum with provision for 18 inmates. And then in 1840, the inmates were transferred to Hill End. And then the poor law at Scotland was passed and they couldn't do shit like that anywhere. Um, but it had like, sort of various like, regenerations over the years. And um, in 1915, it was handed over to the military and was used as a, a service hospital for people during the war. Then again, in the Second World War, it was requisitioned again by the military and used um, as well as places like Dyke Bar and Gartlock and, and stuff like that as like sort of hospital for people coming home from the war that weren't needing sort of rehabilitation and care and stuff like that. And then um, in the 60s, they had built a, a new unit in it and sort of repurposed it for long-term patients and things, and that's when it became the sort of the Ravens Craig that we knew. And then it closed, What when did it close? Probably about 10 years ago, maybe less. Maybe 2014. More. 2014 it closed. And they moved everything over to like, the wee side building beside the Royal. Yeah. And seeing the Greenock Telegraph the other day, there was a wee um, thing, you know how it tells you like 20 years ago today what they published, 30 years ago today what they published. Uh, the one that was in it the other day was like um, people had marched on the streets of Greenock like 20 years ago today to save the Rankin Memorial Hospital. Where a lot of listeners were born, and you know, I was, I was born gone. There. When did that shut? What the ranking? Yeah, I'm trying to think who was. I was born there. I think my two brothers were there. I think Shelby might have. I'm not sure. Um, try to look and see if I can find it quickly. Well, I mean, it said in the telly it was 20 years ago. They were marching for it, so it must have been 20 years since it shut. I suppose. All right. I can't remember. No, my mum was, uh, that was actually in the hospital hospital. Because they must have, because I remember they knocked it down and built flats. So that's what you, you know what it says on, on the history of, 
it was a hospital in Port Glasgow called Broadfield Hospital, um, and it was designed by a man called David Bryce, an example of Bryce's baronial mansion houses, maybe that's some relation to <laughs> Bryce's family, designing hospitals and mental institutions. That would be interesting. I would interesting to see what his, his family history is of the Bryce's. Because Bryce's family doesn't actually come from here. He's from Coat Bridge, I think, of his family. We should look into it. I don't really know much about mine. Do you know what it says? We could, we could go look into this and speak about this on Sunday's episode. And Greenock, the Greenock Ear, Nose and Throat Hospital was on Eldon Street. It was closed in, 18, in 1985. It was built in 1937 by James Miller and accommodation for 20 beds in an outpatients department. And then Where's it moved that? up to um, Eldon Street, it says. I don't know where in Eldon Street it is. Um, we should go look it up, though, and we could put some pictures out on Mouth of Clyde, because that's interesting. I didn't know what was there. That's near us. I'm I'm trying to think where Elden Street is. Elden Street's a big street we walked down. Like, see, the other day we were walking, like, it's a street Max likes to walk down. You walk straight down that street and then you cut down and then you go to Esplanade. Like, see, the other day we cut down to where Archfield was. Oh, yeah. Is that Elden? Oh, Mariner's Home. That's what Bryce, Bryce wrote me a post that's in Mariner's Home. Maybe that's it. All right, Mariner's Home. That's shut now. That <gasps> I that... Infirmary. There's a picture right here. I'm on um, historic slash hospitals.com. So if anyone wants to go and you can see it. It looks like, um, what's that place called? Argown, Argown Hospice, that's what it looks like. Um, it is the Argown Hospice. It was the Eye Infirmary taken in 1971. No, I did not know. See, we should prepare better on this. We'll, do, we'll look into this, Mert, and we'll do a wee report on this. Maybe we won't do it on Sunday, because Sunday's going to be a big news day, I feel like. But maybe next week we'll do an episode, and we'll do a Greenock History Week, and we'll look into it properly of all the sort of little old hospitals and, and various things that were here. Maybe we could talk about, do you know what we should do? We should wait on this, actually, and we could do a special on this, because if you're on um, Mouse of the Clyde Instagram, I put on a, a book um, that's getting put out in a few weeks' time by Cartsburn Publishing, and it talks about Inverclyde during the Second World War, and we've actually ordered a copy of that book. It's going to be with us in a couple of weeks' time, so if we get our research together on this, we'll read that book as well, and we'll make a nice presentation for you on the website, and we'll do a wee podcast talking about the history of Greenock as well. We'll put some research on it proper and get some info. How about that? That sounds good. My nan's church was born through World War II. I'll ask my granny about this as well, because she always tells me that back in the day, seeing they're building um, the IRH, the Inverclyde Royal Hospital, ah. um, that back in the day, like men would just turn up there in the morning, because my granda Pat used to go, and you just go early in the morning, they would sort of pick a whole bunch of guys, and you'd work in that hospital during the day, because my granda always used to tell me, but he's dead now, but... He would talk to me back in the day and like my granny would say to me as well how he'd go up and he like built bits of that hospital. Is that the sort of thing like I know the like Mexicans standing outside a like, hardware store? I they, they go and they like stand in certain places and get hired for the I didn't know if that was real, I just seen that in films. So I'm, I'm just no, it guessing happens. Like, when I was in California I seen that happens. And you didn't do it, you didn't go, I'm not going to school there, I'm gonna go help build a condo. No. I no. didn't. I should have done more. I probably got my education than I would have done going to Jonas Salk, but I didn't do that. On that note, there were a thing that you told me before. Who is an alumni of one of the high schools that you went to? Andre Leon Talley. Famous of Vogue magazine. I should have going... famous alumni. No. On my famous alumni thing is my school became Waterloo Road. So I technically went to Waterloo Road. Hmm. And I don't know if any other famous people went, but I think 
I think Victor Meldrew went to my school, and the guy that created Judge Dredd went to my school. Wouldn't that guy have went to your school? That's like the only Greenock actor. Oh no, he went to the he went to uh, Saint Columba. Oh really? Yeah. What's his name again? Martin Compson. Oh yeah, Martin Compson. Oh, there's something else I want to talk to you about. See, I was saying about the Catman thing being like a tragedy porn thing. Mm. Have you watched that Cecil Hotel thing on Netflix? I did. Uh, I gave it a watch. As you know that I'm a telly addict and I just yeah. watch documentaries and stuff. Like, I can't stop myself. We started watching that today, me and Bryce. Um, we got three episodes in and to the point where it got to the YouTubers going to the hotel and touring about the place and the hotel management sort of showing them and be like, this is the floor that she stayed on and stuff like that. I was like, get this off. I'm not watching this. This is tragedy porn and it's pathetic. I did not like it. There's a YouTuber that I watched a thing that he bought a house across from it and now he runs a, a TikTok and he's like, oh, there's a light on and it's been closed for six months and oh, he's trying to fly a fucking drone in the window that was left open and shit. I just, I don't like things like that because me and Bryce talked about how we went to Belfast a couple of years ago and there's a Titanic museum there, which is really interesting. They've got a lot of stuff, but um, the, the tourists that were there at the same time as us, they had like a station set up and people were putting on like life jackets saying like RMS Titanic and like acting as if they were like sort of like passengers and victims of it. And we just thought it was so tacky. And like we saw that, we're like, we're going to just leave. It's, it's not nice. I don't like it. Me and an ex of mine went up to the. Remember when the bin lorry crash was? Mm-hmm. She. She wanted to bring flowers. We were going up to see modern day classic Dumb and Dumberer. And we bought flowers and she wanted to go put flowers and she took photos of the whole like memorial of people's photos and stuff and people writing Miss You Daddy and stuff, which made me feel really uncomfortable. Like I find that really odd. Like I like, I, I don't think I would feel comfortable and I don't think you're meant to feel comfortable, but I don't think I could ever go to Auschwitz. I just think that was on that note, I, I don't think I would that would be something I would want to do. Mm, it's, it's not very nice. I remember reading something a couple of years ago, I don't know if it was like if it was Thomas Cook or it was one of these like sort of British travel agent things and their origins actually started and they, they would take people over to France and watch people being like hung and stuff like that and that was like the sort of like their origin story sort of thing and I thought that was so bad but I guess things like that are still going today like people go to like, like when I went to New York I thought that was going to go to the 9-11, like, Ground Zero memorial thing. And it was one of the things that I was sort of looking forward to and stuff. But when I actually got into New York and, like, my husband's auntie lives over there and we had dinner with her and she told us the, the story about 9-11. Because I was obviously in America on that day, but I was in California, so the opposite side completely. But she was there. She was in New York and she works in the UN. So she was telling us about how it affected her life and the people that lived there. And it's like when you're in New York for a couple of days and you get the feel of the city and stuff like that just the thought of even going to that place made me feel physically sick and I couldn't face it. Like just and I think like I've got such a big thing as well. I'm so interested in World War Two and all that sort of stuff. I read so many books on it, I was interested as a kid and stuff. But the thought of going to Auschwitz, I feel like I was because like, when I go to these places I've got real this real like sense of like places that are haunted and stuff. It makes me feel sick. And I think if I went there I would just I wouldn't be able to handle it. It would just make me feel too sick. I would feel like the atmosphere there and like spirits and stuff, I guess. I don't know, but I I, I don't like that sort of thing. No, that's not your... You wouldn't go to like, places that you know people would be murdered or... No, because when I lived in Perth, we went to a prison, Fremantle Prison, um, and they take you into the spot where like people were like, hung until they were dead, and 
when I went in that sort of gallows thing, I walked in for a second and my whole head like spun. I felt sick and I was like, just turned to Bryce and I was like, get me out of here. I do not. And Bryce is not even that sort of way that he's, he's letting it like ghost and all that sort of stuff. But even he was like, this is fucking freaky. I don't like it. I want to leave. I'm just looking something up. I'm trying to remember. Them. I is that who it is? Oh, I see. I didn't figure this out till later. I used to live in Robertson Street when I was a wee boy, between the ages of six and twelve or something, right? And when we did that, when you went round the corner from Robertson Street, there were like where flats were. Then, like, if you cut through the flats. They were like a wooded land, right? And we, me and my pals would go there and we would have our plastic guns and we would have, we would play armies or like hiding and stuff. It wasn't until probably about 10 years ago when I was watching a documentary or reading that I found out, look, where we were hanging out and like playing armies and all that was where fucking Elaine Doyle's body was found. <gasps> oh my God, and, really? And we were just hanging out it because in, in a way, look, like it's a, area, like, you would know the other side of it, like, you know, from where we were talking about where Elden Street is, and, like, if you, where the hotel is, mm-hmm. and you go along a bit, then there's a metal bit, then there's like a metal bridge on, if you're on the same side as Little Geniuses. Yeah. And there are, like, trees there, that's where the side comes out. And we, we used to hang out in there. We thought it was awesome, because, like, where else are you going to get a wee foresty bit in the middle of the West End? Mm-hmm. And we didn't know that there were a fucking murder that happened there. Just didn't have That's a clue. Crazy. I feel like so many things have happened in Inverclyde in recent years and stuff like that. Like that lady went missing and you know, a whole thing in in Wim's Bay with them people that were our carers and stuff like that was was her name again. Oh, was it I know Bryce makes make sure we say Wim's Bay, not Inverkip, because it's not yeah. one of his people. No. Is it Margaret something? Margaret something. I, Fleming. I just look... Margaret Fleming. Margaret Fleming bought a Mars bar, then fled, claimed murderer, claimed murder, murder accused. That's what the BBC's got up. Mm. That's the headline. I just it seems like there's a few wee things that's happened in recent years. Like, that, I mean, as usual, Inverclyde being bought at the forefront for not good reasons. I'm trying to think of other things over the time I've lived here, like why we were in the news for random shit like that. We had that. That was a, a big one because they had a documentary. If you get a documentary on Channel 1 or Channel 5, you know you've made it. Yeah. Oh. There's a lot of secrets and skeletons in this town, and we're going to dive into them now because I think we should get into Whisper. Let's, let's Whisper. Let's whisper. Do you have the whisper app, or do you want me to go ahead and, and choose things? I don't have it, but I, I I might use it as an excuse to go for another pee. No, you have to react to these. Like, no, I will. Off, I'll start off with um the ones that are popular on the app. So these are not ones that are number clay. Ones that are popular, um, because they might be a bit juicier, right? Right. Um, can you? Can you do it sexy and like seduces? No, it can't be. Do that anyway, but. Um, what's the worst career advice you've ever received? Somebody asks. To me? Mm-hmm. The worst advice? Oh. 
get a trade. Get a trade, or or just what just work in the bank for over the over the summer, and you can go back to you can go back to college. <laughs> I get a wee part time job to keep you going and stuff like that, and then the part time job takes over your life. I was in there for nine one. years. This is interesting. This person who says, my wife doesn't care if I flirt as long as it doesn't get in the way of us. So it's obviously, your um, wife doesn't mind them flirting with other people as long as like it doesn't get in the way of the relationship. What's your views on that? Oh, I, I was trash when I was younger. and it was, As long as it doesn't find out, it's all right. But I, I was cheated on and I was trash, so I don't believe in it anymore. And, like, some people are just born flirty. Like, I always yeah. feel like Bryce is flirty to me. Like, I was going to say, stuff. like, he's I feel a... like my husband's like a super flirtatious person, but he doesn't mean to be because he's got no idea when he is flirting or when he's being flirted with. Like, he's not got a clue. He's just such a nice person and like, he's especially flirtatious with older ladies. And I feel like you are as well. You like say, <laughs> you like call her mess and stuff like that. You're like very flirtatious with an older lady. And Bryce, like, used to date to such a point. We lived in Australia. There was a pretzel stand in the mall that we used to go to, and he flirted the lady there so often that he would often get us free pretzels. And that's fine. That's not going to be the way of a relationship. That's improving that person. So I'm all behind Bracey flirting with people who's getting me free pretzels. You told me that I was flirting with the, the lady that worked in Morrison's. You absolutely fucking were. I, I one, I, I wasn't actually, no, I can't say that, but they, were, they had lovely hair. They had lovely hair and nails, and I was just letting them know. And that was it. Um, another person has said, I tried to hire a professional cuddler. That's a bit sad. Not just because of a pandemic on it, you should be social distancing, but you don't know anybody that will actually cuddle you in real life. That's a wee bit sad. I would go and cuddle. I probably wouldn't. I would probably be all up for it. If I had a couple of drinks, I would probably just go and do it, fall asleep. But where would you find that? I don't know. Because that's the sort of thing you see on Facebook and they're like they're speaking to someone that's like, yeah, I cuddle for a living. Or, this is what I do. And you're like, all right, that's that's cool. You make more money than my whole family cuddling for 15 minutes a day. Somebody has asked, what are your views on breastfeeding in public? I've never been breastfed. And I, I don't, I don't care. It's someone just being fed. It's like, I remember before, like, the only time I ever said anything was someone came through till one in bargains and she was breastfeeding and talking to me. She's multitasking. She's on the go, mother on the go. She's shit to do. And, like, I, I just had to make eye contact and the baby was looking at me while he was breastfeeding <laughs> and I, I, I'll just try to put things through and ask him did they want a bag and stuff <laughs> what about you how are you on breastfeeding I think it, like the baby needs to eat that's how they're eating that's what breasts are for I'm well behind breastfeeding in public I think that's totally fine um, what about a comment alright I don't mind breastfeeding in public in general if I saw Will breastfeeding someone in public, I think I'd have to draw the line there. <laughs> I would agree with you. On that note, that when I was younger, I actually thought I had breast Here cancer. Here we go! Oh my god! Right, and I went to the do- and I went to the doctor because I thought I had breast cancer because I had a lump behind it. And it turned out I had a milk gland. I had the beginning of a breast grown. And why do you behind- think that happened? 
the real reason behind it, my mum was giving me pond stand, which was a lady's painkiller for periods, and she would give me them for headaches and stuff. And what it was, it fills you full of female hormones. So I think, I've never looked into this, and I believe I was taking ladies' hormones from the ages of 14 to about 18. And that's how I had a small breast that I had to right. be taken out. Right, you told me a story several times. I'm looking up now of what's inside Pondstan to see if that is the reason that you are... No. Um, Pondstan contains uh, menafenamic acid, which is... Menafenamic. Feminic. There you go. It's, it's used... It's a non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drug used to treat mild to moderate pain. It's got nothing to do with female hormones or any stuff like that. That is not the reason that you grew breasts. It was probably pies and pot noodles. That's probably why. Right, right. you ready for the next question? Yeah. Um, What do you get for a girl who says that flowers are a waste of money? Steak and flowers. That's that's the way you work it out. Fuck. (laughs) But make sure that the... One time, it was my birthday. I woke up on the morning of my birthday to Bryce and Will standing at my bedroom door. They threw a bouquet of flowers at me and two steaks wrapped up in a little carrier bag <laughs> that they had got from the butchers. And I went in such a fucking huff that we didn't do anything at all for my birthday. I sat in a huff the entire day. I was so annoyed at the two of them. It was the most disgusting. Oh. Were they good steaks, though? I didn't eat them. I was in such a huff. I thought you had them later on. They were big porterhouses. Right, somebody put... Um, my man touches himself at night while I'm sleeping, quote-unquote, next to him. I move a little bit and all I hear is him slipping his hand out of his pants. It's annoying. Do men do this often? So what's she saying? that He's having a, a tug while she's sleeping next to him? Yeah, and when she moves, that he stops. He's just having a, a sleep wank. Or does he just... In the sense of, is he having a wank and he gets caught? Or is he having a wank in his sleep? Wait, no. I don't know. I, well, I doesn't see him wrong with that at all. I don't know why she's trying to shame him. Like, just a wank or something like that. It's, I, I've never been caught wanking. Never. I've, over the years, I thought I would have. I've danger wanked and things, but never been caught. Um, let me see what else we've got. Comment? I'm not getting any comments. I'm well, getting I'm not, it. Not I mean, is it not her job to give him a hand? <laughs> it's Whiskey Chaser. <laughs> yes. Whiskey's back. She's one of our favourite contributors. We love Whiskey Chaser. Welcome back. But yeah, I agree with that. Like, well, maybe sometimes maybe you don't want to like have sex with them. You just want to have a wank, and that's fine if that's what you want to say. But if they're not having sex and stuff, then they should have a chat and be like, "Listen, I know you're having a hamstring in your sleep. What's the situation?" I can back this man up where I have no foreskin and over here Gwee! No Fuck it, right? I'm making Fucking this clear. Hell. This is this is something that might happen. And like, ladies don't know what they're doing over here with no foreskin. And I've ended up with fucking friction burns on my wonk before because someone just went at it with it. And it was sore. So they just don't know what they're doing. I'm sorry. We might have to cut that out. We're going to have to edit this one. What if your nan listens to this? It's, my nan knows. My nan used to walk in when I was in the toilet and in the shower, and she's like, I used to clean your arse anyway, William. 
and that was it. Oh my god. This is not the newsy one, so please don't... No. Please don't rate us on based on this, but please do go on and rate our podcast five stars, <laughs> because we want to beat other podcasts. Um, another one is, I'm literally having a snack on the toilet while I'm taking a dump. Should do this more often. I'm multitasking. I could literally never eat while I was on the toilet. Like, I would vomit. No, I've never done that. The worst I've done is I had a cigarette on the toilet and then flipped Have it. Have you really? Off. Yeah. And you know how much I used to smoke. Look. Remember that time you told me that you sat and done a pee and you weren't doing it like sitting right on the toilet and then it peed right it was under the seat and on your shoes or something? I didn't hear a I didn't hear a tinkle and what it did was my my wong my willy went between the toilet seat and the toilet and when I peed it shot out of the front of the toilet, like between the toilet and toilet seat, and landed all into my pants. So, like, I pissed all of the back of my pants, like, pretty much caught the back of my pants. Pissed. That was that was good. Oh, that's not good. Um, somebody said this generation is too sensitive. What do you think about that? Do you think they like? Oh, I wouldn't say millennials, like our generation, the generation under us, like Gen Z. Gen Z. I think it's just been getting tighter. And, like, people care a wee bit more, but people get offended, like, really, really easily. Really, really easily. Like, I, I'm i more frightened to open my mouth because I offend, like, most people anyway. But people take things really to heart and they're, they're looking, like, I feel some people are actually out there looking to take offence, to find offence. I would agree with that in the view of that some people are looking to take offence on behalf of other groups. That annoys me. Oh, without a doubt. I've, I've noticed that a lot. Look, mm. I've seen that with like, people fighting for certain things, which is... Yeah, like I trying to speak on behalf of, say, other minority groups or, or something like that, like try to speak on their behalf and defend them and sometimes it's not necessary they can talk fine for themselves we don't need you to do that like be supportive and stuff like that if they ask you to but don't try and take over because you think you need them to speak for you that like they don't right i'm hearing noises in the background once again so i'm guessing that my co-host has went on mute and has went to the bathroom again so what i'm going to do is continue reading through whisper um, somebody's saying I may have to call off my engagement due to religious differences this hurts so much i'm waiting until midterms are over i don't want to ruin his life Oh, I mean, I, like, that's something I guess that can come up in this area of the world as well. I don't think this person's from this sort of area, but like in the sort of you know, Glasgow area, like the differences between somebody being Catholic and somebody being Protestant, I would imagine in some people's relationship that becomes an issue because, like, I'm Catholic, not practicing religion, but I'm not like, but I was in a Catholic school, and my husband's Protestant, and like we talked and started dating and stuff, and it was never an issue for either one of us to ask that question of what the other was religious beliefs wise but when I told my family I was dating this person and um, my granddad says to me who was in his you know, 50s or 60s or something says to me oh what school did he go to and when I says what school he went to he was like oh he's a Protestant then and I was like is he like it never it never um like sort of came to my mind to ask that it wasn't important to me but I don't know if that's because I was sort of brought up mostly in America is like was that a big thing for you Brownie now that you're back through the bathroom would yeah. you have issues dating somebody with different religions from you no, it doesn't bother me at all, but that, look, my name is William, and I was the only, per- if you ask any old teachers in St Mary's that was there, I was the only William called, only William in a Catholic primary school, 
then I went to a non-dom and like which was William which I was the only Catholic in the non-dominational one where my PE teacher referred to me as Tim Fenian oh dear which I thought was quite good but what, do I, you think you, um, what do you think your family's reaction would have been though if you were to get engaged to somebody a different religion from you would that have been an issue or like my mum married a prod- my mum married two Protestants to be honest but no I, I I don't think it bothers anyone. I don't think anyone, no one's really practicing, if you know what I mean. Like, it's mm. not hurting anyone's feelings. But I, I do think there's probably definitely still some proportion in the population around here, though, that that issue matters to. I know oh. I know some people that I know personally, definitely, that would never date a Catholic or would never date a Protestant, vice versa. I know some people it's a massive issue still. Like, even, like, when I used to work in IBM, like they would never ask, they want to know if you're a Celtic or Rangers fan. Like, that's... That's but that's I've like found that also like with any Irish person I met, like the first question people ask is is if they want to know if they're Catholic or Protestant like where are they from? Like we've like, got a lot of similarities like people there's my friend Teresa who I met in Australia, she's Irish, um she's from Derry and like that's like it just seems as if me and her had the exact same like, upbringing and all that sort of stuff. Like it's like Exactly, like the Scotland over there. Um, another one we've got. Some of you have never smoked weed from an apple before, and it shows. Have you ever smoked marijuana from an apple? Oh, uh, I, I may have tried, but I didn't inhale. Why? Because, as you said, that I can talk about four skins and that, but I don't want to. Uh, my mum knows it anyway. No, well, you talked I, about this last time. You talked about how you used to use your skateboard for alternative methods, like for, for, for a rolling tray. So we obviously know. What I just said, like. yeah, I've used uh, I've used a can. I had I had a cool pen that turned into a pipe, but I and apple apple's pretty good because it's juicy and it's wet. Mm-hmm. That was pretty awesome. I have done an apple, I've done a, um a two liter sprite bottle. Was it a lung you made or a bong? Because that's another one that was. Because oh. I, I, I used to you find them. Before, the... What was the thing that you said? The volcano thing? I've never done that. The thing that. Yeah, Elder bought this. It was like a hot plate that you put the weed on and it blows it into like pretty much a carrier bag. Mm-hmm. And the carrier bag fills up a smoke, then you just. It's got no tobacco in it, it's just pure thingy smoke then you would go and pass it about then when someone we won't mention names when Aikman would get it would smash the bag as hard as possible so he's taking in probably like a half ounce of smoke into his wee lungs oh. and he's just sitting there holding a can of tenants just staring into the sky for the rest of the night <laughs> oh dear um, some person has put my online shopping cart has $300 worth of stuff in it that I can't afford like, I feel like at any given time, probably most people have got a list of in their, in their shopping basket on Amazon of things that they probably will never buy. Do you have that? I have that, and I have things that I've been watching on eBay. Like, there's a guy selling a full Jushin Thunder Liger outfit, the out- mask, the hair, the trousers and stuff, and I'm like, one day I'm going to buy that. And then the other things, like, I want to buy a saxophone. I want to learn how to play saxophone. Why? So Did you fucking think you're Bill Clinton? No, I just wanted I, I someone that doesn't have things with their fingers, I've always wanted to play an instrument and I, I don't get I don't know why. 
there's just something I was like I wasn't good at guitar I, I couldn't play drums maybe I can do brass oh do you know whatever they should try we done this thing earlier on there's this website it's like you, if you just google how old are my ears and it'll play this really high pitched um, like tone and then you press stop when you can't hear it anymore and it'll tell you how old your ears are and I am 31 years old when my ears are 43 years old so apparently all the intense little warp tours and sitting too close to the speaker has done some lasting damage I'm 37 in my years of 37, which I was actually fairly impressed at. I've been down I kind of believe that, that, that mine are worse than yours. I thought yours have been worse than mine. I'm, my, my ears are giant, Ash. I can hear anything. But I was down, I've been down the front at Motorhead and Iron Maiden. And I miss that. Do you think you would still get that? Like, the day after a concert, I'll always remember sitting in school and your ears would be ringing. You would have that kind of, like, mm-hmm. weird tone. I don't know if that would still be there. I'm just thinking, when I think of good gigs, I always think of me being a sweaty teenager and running for trains from the bars and stuff. Like, it just doesn't feel the same. Like, See, speaking of that, though, like, there's been times that, like, I went to gigs back in the day. I would come home so tired, fall into bed asleep, and then got up the next day and go to school. And you told me something, like, a couple of months ago that absolutely chilled me to the core and that you used to go to gigs, get the free cup of water from security, piss in it, and then toss it. So now I've been like, how many times have I went to bed and subsequently went to school covered in piss from a Willie Brown or Willie Brown adjacent human being? Uh, we've talked about it before, who's been hit with cups of piss. That's what, mm. it's Glasgow, many of people have been hit with, not just my piss. And it wasn't a big guy, it was mostly festivals, like thrown at placebo and things like that. Mm. Oh, somebody else has put on here that they're a paramedic and starting to develop feelings for their partner. Problem is, she and I are married. Oh. That is a... That's like the, what's it called, video? If I were a boy, the, the Beyonce one. But they're I like, remember. Like police officers when they're like, like flirting with each other and stuff. I remember that video. And that's a good video. I've seen, on that note, I went and seen uh, Beyonce, and I, I went with my partner at the time, and the best thing of it was, my partner, there were a, a rowdy, we were near the back, and there were a rowdy, rowdy group of girls that would be like, my ma's got a wains, and I'm out getting, and she got so drunk that she spewed down the back of my partner at the time, and my partner had sick all over them, got, which was kind of funny. I don't even think I bought them a t-shirt. I think I ended up buying Shelby a t-shirt instead because I'm a good boyfriend. <laughs> that is not good. Yeah. But that was, what that would was you, it. What would you put on Whisper? Do you have any secrets? I have nine toes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to look on now the ones that are nearby to us, okay? Um, there's so many ones of people just saying that when lockdown's over they want to go and actually meet somebody and get in a serious relationship I'm wondering like when lockdown's over how much time people are going to get so easily babies it would just mm-hmm. be like after the war I wasn't around for after the war that wasn't something I seen I can be not that war anyway I can't get through the, and I'll whisper, is I can't get through the first 10 minutes of Up without crying, 
and now I can't hear the music from the first 10 minutes of Up without crying. Like, I don't think you're human if you can get through the first 10 minutes of Up without breaking down. It is, like, some of the the, the saddest, like, feelings ever. Like, that should be a psycho test when you're, like, you, you feel nothing. But it, it's just music and no words, anything. Mm-hmm. And it's beautiful. Just touching the, oh, yeah. the soul. Right in the feels. So, three listeners. Oh my says, god! Somebody said on this, guys and girls, are you happy with your body count? Let's see what everyone else is at. I'm at 103. This is like we're 103 people. That's. Well, I'm not trying bot- to shame and stuff like that. Like, do you and stuff? That's what you're at day, but 103 is a lot of people. That's. I wasn't that good looking. 103. <laughs> what? Because. I was from a group of guys that were all, like, internet nerds, and, like, we could probably count our whole team on our hand. Like, and there were the sort of people that would shame me also. Like, I, it's just weird. I know people that are are high. I have friends that are high. But... Oh, a comment. I mean, 103 with each other, though. It's not that much, is it? <laughs> Let me see how old are they? I don't know, I'm very prude. I, I thought 103 was a lot. <laughs> I just feel even worse than myself. Oh, she's 22. A 22 year old female. So, I see if you were, That's a lot. If you were on, like, let's, let's put this right. If you were on the job for six years, like, if you, you broke your virginity legally, you broke your virginity legally for six years, and that's 103. So, how many is that per year? Ask Pricey, he's good at the math. Let me see, a hundred and three. How many years? Six. Uh, six. Seventeen point one. So seventeen people a year. That's that's not even a a one night. That's a couple of months relationship. Then you break up and go, or a couple of one night. Seventeen one night stands a year. I hear that comment. I think body count is very dependent on the age and also the sexuality of the person. Yeah. I was speaking to someone recently, uh, a gay man from America, who was in his early 30s and he told me he lost count after 600, but oh. didn't seem to find this odd as he said it was quite prevalent in the American gay community. I suppose, yeah, it just depends what sort of like community you're part of. Because, like, I guess... Like, if you think as well, some people just maybe you'd go to like maybe if you're a swinging or something like that, and if you went to like a party, you could do maybe twenty people in there in, in a night. I don't know. If that's your thing, go right ahead. Yeah. Um. Let's see what else we've got. I was never good looking enough for that. I have to go take people for lunches and stuff. Make the effort. Make effort. All effort. Uh. Somebody has said. People wearing sunflower lanyards then light the cigarette as soon as they're out of the shop. This lockdown has really exposed all the selfish bastards of the world. I know you've witnessed that. I have an issue with the sunflower lanyards. Like, it really, really bugs me. Like, I suffer from... I, I'm dyspraxic and I would, I would like one of them because if I go to an airport, there's a good chance I'm going to freak out with a big queue. Or even in a shop, like, I'll forget where my wallet is, 
And if I had one of them on, I would be like, it would explain to the person that I'm not crying because I may have left my wallet in the house or something like that. Like, I'll have a full-on panic attack. And now it's just like, oh, I've got asthma or something. And they just wear this thing and that's them. And, like, we'll see how prevalent it is, how many people you see with them on after lockdown where you don't have to wear a... You don't have to wear a mask anymore. How many people will still have them? I had, like, a really hard time in the shop today because, like, sometimes I'll be totally fine when I go to the shop, but, like, sometimes I'll go to Tesco and I'll find it really difficult because people will crowd around me a lot, and especially when it's really busy. Like, I've tended to try, like, to try and go to Tesco just really late at night. Like, in this house, we'll start eating dinner at, like, 9, 10 o'clock at night, sometimes 11 or midnight even, like, just so we can go to the shop so late because we'll go in there and mostly pretty much the three of us like at times when it's so busy like that we'll just panic because when I went today like again it was a Saturday we've been in lockdown for a long time people are, are over it and stuff I understand but the, like crowds of people that were like clustered in the aisles in the supermarket and the parking lot and stuff and just big groups together like catching up and chatting and stuff and I can understand they're fed up and want to talk to their friends and stuff and it's exciting to see somebody not seeing the ages but it really frightens me really really frightens me I don't like going to shops because I have, I'm my glasses. Like I can't let I take them off to sleep and shower, and that's it. Sex too because of the Austin Powers comment when I was younger. But we'll talk about that later. Oh, but, we might have found the the part two. Of the other person, somebody's put on that they look at porn while their girlfriend is asleep next to them. So maybe that's like the last they put on saying that her boyfriend was wanking while she was asleep. Maybe this is a boyfriend saying he's watching porn while she's lying there. Maybe the one. thing that they kind of get off. I remember they want a danger one. It's what I take to the line next to them. Right. So I don't like going into shops with my glasses on because they steam up and I have no depth perception and I panic. Mm. I've had to use those wipes. Yeah. And most of the time that I'll go walk the dog. Well, unless it's during the day and it's quiet, I won't go to shops because it frightens the shit. I'll go walk the dog instead. Like I really I don't like panicky. it. Um, there's somebody on here asking to share OnlyFans pages. Are you subscribed to any OnlyFans? Um, no, I'm not subscribed to any OnlyFans. I'm subscribed to one OnlyFans for Willem Belli, the drag artist. I love Willem. Because I was interested, but I know this is I know this is trash, right? Mm-hmm. But I would be interested to know if anyone in Greenock had an OnlyFans. But I know that's like listen. I know for a fact of somebody who does that I worked with, but I don't want to go and expose somebody on the podcast. We can we can talk about this in a private conversation. But I did work with somebody that they do OnlyFans. I know for a fact there's at least one. I know I'm sure there's more, but somebody that does do it and has paid with various narcotics for paid for various narcotics and and plastic surgeries using OnlyFans. And apparently, this person has had their OnlyFans stuff leaked as well, and it's like a Apparently, I think it goes through Snapchat through Greenock that people are aware of this person. I've never heard of them. I've never seen it. But I've heard. I remember back in the day when things were on people's phones and like, "Oh, check this. This is this person that works somewhere." Like I got to be affronted. But if you put it up there and get people to pay for it, I um, just got a message just, saying. Yeah, but we just we just had a private text message there saying that. People would be, someone would be willing to pay for our OnlyFans for Will. I think you should get one there and try and hustle, Brownie. Get the thing is, income. that I went for something a couple of years ago and there might be naked photos of me about because I went and posed for Suicide Boys, like the Suicide Girls 
male equivalent and sent photos in. Did you really? Had, yeah, when I was thin and had long hair. So they, they could still be up there. Like, I've never looked. I get paid for it in that. I would love it to was, see those. The the thing was, me and my, my girlfriend at the time, like she, she was alternative also and she really wanted to be a suicide girl. Yeah. And she got knocked back flat. She was she's a bit curvy for the suicide girls thing back then. Mm. And she she got knocked back and suicide boys like I went in as a joke. Like the sort of thing is like I'll go for it too. And it turned out they, they that's when I had like the really long hair and I was like like heroin thin, like rapier thin. Mm. And looked well hung because I had nothing there. It just that was deceptive. Like I have got a wee bit of a pounce there now that it kinda it tucks in like a like a burrowed in snake. Oh dear. But they probably are. Like, I was well hung, and I was skinny, and I had long hair. So I was rocking the... I remember I had my nails painted in it, and I'm sure I've got... There are photos of me, like... I'm thinking I'm in docks in just a flannel shirt and nothing else. Mm. There's a, another thing on Whisper here, um, and it's in the sort of thread for like the game end thread and it says taking care of a married man's needs I do the things his wife won't do for him and looks like I'm getting shamed in the comments people are saying this isn't anything to be proud of ultimately you're the side piece she's the one that's in the will etc that's a sin he's just trying to boast and it's kind of hit him in the face and... but like I don't think there's anything wrong with that because like if my husband says to me he wants to hook up with a guy or whatever I'd be like that's fine because that's something that I can't offer to him like I think I'd be fine with that. I, I wanted to talk about something, but I need to watch my words because right. I know that it would, it would go here. But there's a person in Gunnock that lots of straight boys go after. You uh-huh. you know the person because I always talk to them in, in the James Watt. They're actually really nice to me for some reason. And they were telling me that lots of straight boys like want to talk to them and like phone them up and stuff like that, and you wouldn't believe. And she's got they've got so many photos of straight boys that have have went for them. I think that's sad though because it, like for the person that's gay, then it's almost as if they're like a sort of shameful side secret. And there's obviously these things that these straight boys, quote unquote straight boys, have got these urges that they want to follow, but they're doing it like in secret, like they're just being open about the feelings they've got and who they want to be, I think that's really sad. Well, in some ways the world has opened up and everyone's proud and will explain what their sexuality is now, but then some people are still ashamed of it at the same time. Like how many mm. people have told you, like, it's, it's more hard to find someone that's just a straight cisgender person now than they want to explain how they, their heart's not parts and stuff. Mm. Like, I don't um, know. Somebody's, somebody's put on here that they're scared to admit to their girlfriend what they like sexually. I think that's sad as well. Have you ever been in a relationship and sort of felt, oh, there's something that I like in the bedroom, but I'm scared to ask her for it? Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. sad, though, isn't it? That's a difficult mm. situation to be in. Yeah. I wouldn't like to be like that. I would like to think whoever in a relationship we would be comfortable enough to, like, 
say whatever they wanted to me and ask for whatever, even if it was something like they were a bit nervous of, like if you had to build up to it or something, that's fine. But like, tell me what it is. Don't feel like you have to hide who you are. And that's sad. No, I've been guilty and shamed with that sort of thing. That's not nice. Yeah. Um, this was... other person on here is being shamed by their mum for putting on weight. Have you ever been shamed by a family member for <laughs> Yeah, that? I have. I've I get told that I'm too fat, then when I get too skinny, I get told I'm too skinny. Yeah. As you as you know, you've been there when that's happened. <laughs> well, are you putting on weight well? Oh, I can see that. Or oh, what you've been eating, then when I would lost lots of weight, they'd be like, Are you on drugs well? But if you it's not even like I've I went out and actually lost weight. It's like it can never be like I'll get straight at it with it. Oh god, that's one dramatic. My friend is sleeping with her married neighbour who happens to be a drug dealer. <gasps> that's awesome. Like I mean, if you've not got it, any money but you want a line, I I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Green is this green up ones or I'm I I'm not gonna say where it is, but it's uh, nearby to us. I don't know. I'm. I was always like, see with drug dealers and stuff. Like, I was really naive because I saw drug dealers on the TV, and and I always expected like, pretty much Scarface. And the first time I remember when I was like eighteen, nineteen, and me and a pal of mine went to buy weed off someone, and she opened the door and says, "Come back, Carnation Street's on right now, boys," and it just blew away like the mystique. The mystique. I was waiting for it to ask me to lift my top to make sure I've not got a wire on or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> There's a user just... on this whisper that I'm actually quite worried is my husband because they're posting multiple threads saying um, how they're so obsessed with redheads and especially redheads with an Irish accent. Could Bryce be a user on whisper? He's sitting me an awkward face to make me think yes. Somebody else is asking um, if you could only be famous for one thing, what would be that thing? Oh, famous for one thing. I wouldn't I like actually... to be famous at all. But if I had to be famous for one thing, I would like it to be journalism. Good journalism, obviously, no, no shit. I don't know. Like, I always go with the sort of like the infamous thing. I would rather be infamous than famous, to be honest. I'd <laughs> <laughs> be infamous than famous. Yeah, I would rather, I would rather that. Look, the idea of fame was like, I get frightened when people make eye contact with me. If I was famous, I would be, I would have cut Cobain this shit already. Like, I'm not built for that. If you won a golden ticket to go to Willy Wonka's factory, who would you sit with you? I'd probably give them away because I'm lactose intolerant. It would be like, I would take my, <laughs> my first mouthful or something, and then Willy Wonka would be like, Do you in Chocolate River? Somebody shot in the Chocolate River. We're not going any further. <laughs> and oompa loompa with a net trying to find me. I'd probably take you. I'd probably, Why? Yeah. Because you, to be honest, you're the only person as nuts as I am that would, like, take, like, steal something or batter an oompa loompa with me or something. Yeah. We'd both definitely die in that factory. Got a comment. Yeah. Fucking junkies, mate. Yeah. What junkies? Look, I think you're talking would... about the people that like shagging the next door neighbour, um, because she's a drug addict. Uh probably. I, I've I've never done it myself. 
I, I what, think... shagged a, shagged a drug dealer? I've never shagged a drug dealer. I've been shagged by a drug dealer or any other drug dealer anyway. They make me uncomfortable. I think dinner was a drug dealer. Oh, no comment. The junkies that live underneath the bridges. Them junkies. Them junkies, bridge school and junkies. I've shagged a junkie before, have you? <laughs> I have not. I, I, I haven't. No, I have not either, no. No. Um, we've been going in our own 16, though. As usual, we're over. We're usual now for the Clyde timing, so we better cut it on that nice note from Big Shark. But thanks so much for that. Um, we're going to cut it now. We'll upload this to usual Spotify, Apple, Google, whatever places. You can get us on at Mouth of Clyde on Instagram. Oh, we've got another. No, don't, don't, let, let's not. Just, just go for it. Let, let it no. go for now. All right. No. Oh. We're going to end, we'll end it here. But thank you so much for your, your contribution. See if I get PPI, Ash. This could be you PPI. Know, you know I got PPI. <laughs> Look, Whiskey's got a message. Let Whiskey, because we love her. I can't play them. Well, we're going to play them both. Like, big shirts in these corporate goals. Nicholas Sturgeon's got a tight fanny hole. <laughs> Uh, just thanks I've ended up downloading Whisper and that's me going to be addicted now so cheers for that <laughs> no it's so addictive honestly Whisper is very very addictive you could be on there for days um, we're going to cut this now but we are going to be back um, well I said Sunday but we'll be back um, this afternoon we're going to buy all the Sunday papers so you don't have to and go through all the news because they cost an absolute fucking fortune and that's when we um, do that's, I wear a suit and tie through when we do the news so we I do will... yeah do a Charles Fletcher presentation We'll get a comment. Hold on. You're a healthy junkie now that you're addicted to something. Junkie. <laughs> right, we're away. We'll speak to you later on the day with the Sunday papers. Please come back and chat to us. We love you so very much. Thank you so much, everybody. Bro, company for sponsoring us. We'll see you later on. Bye. Bye. <laughs>